Welcome back, everyone, to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as you'd expect, with Scott of VectorSigma.info, but also we are here to do part two of our discussion with the reigning world champion, Dan Arnold. This is going to be the strategic section discussing the card that he got to create, Perceptor and Convex. So please enjoy. So, Scott, I know you had a bunch of questions burning regarding the the strategic implications, like how this card's actually going to play out or those sort of things. Let me let me kick it to you to start that section. Yeah, I guess the general question up front is just where do you see this card playing out? Like, this is the way we usually attack it when we're looking at a new card. So how do you, at first glance, 50-foot level, obviously you've had more time to, to look at it, but... No, um, then it, it's been a couple <laughs> hours, like we usually do. But um, how do you see it playing out in in various scenarios? So I Again. I see it. I definitely see it as like a centerpiece character, um, just because like this is the character you flip constantly. This is all. This is the only character. Likely going to be the only character you're going to want flip. Um, but it is still tough for where it goes because like I I'm not convinced that convex is the best head yet uh just because of the other information so i don't know to me this character at nine stars probably one of the best characters um so depending on where it might not even matter what any of the one star heads it literally might not even matter like, i just think that like him at nine stars is where i want. uh and i i don't know that we have all the information of, like who we're gonna pair him with yet but like that also might not be as big of a deal, but it definitely wants to be characters that don't require a lot of. Of course. Yeah, you had mentioned earlier when we were talking more the you know the process that people had reached out to you regarding this being an aggressive option, and I I can certainly see that because somebody that grows potentially quickly, it's also get providing you more gas. To your point. I also kind of agree that I don't know if the safeguard is necessarily the way you want to go, and it may just be a matter of staring at that star count. Um, Scott, any any opinion on that front? In terms of the heads, or what? Which well, any those, any of those pieces, any I guess counter argument to the guy who built the card. <laughs> um, I mean, I I totally agree. It's a centerpiece character. I totally agree that it's going to be the one you're going to be want to flip because I think that I think what people aren't really I, I did mention this earlier i think i think part of what people are discounting is that you probably have to draw two cards and you get a permanent mm -hmm. small upgrade you're still able to play upgrade and action for the turn yep so presumably i guess presumably like let's just say two turns before you the turn before you're going to attack you're going to flip back to the alt mode right to get yep. the ability off and then you're going to get back into the body mode and attack with presumably, let's just say, a minimum of plus two. Uh, and then you get to play an action and an upgrade and come in. So, like, you're really looking at getting a free card play on one half of the split and literally drawing more cards than any other character can do, flipping back to that mode as it is. Like, the closest... The closest from a card economy perspective would be Shockwave, because they yeah. they lose a card and you gain a card. So you, that's in right. other games would be called a plus two or whatever. You know, like right. This is a this should be a plus two also. So you're talking about getting the same overall card economy 
you know, and another ability thrown on top of it for tremendously less star cost, no matter what head you put with it. Even if you put the maximum cost head, still one star less. Right, two stars less. Well, four points. Well, it'd be a 12 star, yeah. No, 13, it'd be be 13. No, you're eight stars. Oh, eight stars. Sorry. Yeah, I keep thinking it's nine for some reason. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It, wa- it was nine for a while. I mean, so. I, I would expect Dan to know at this stage. I, 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 always, I had to look at it even while we were talking, like, earlier to remember how <laughs> what star cost was. But, um, so yeah, even for two less, you're getting massive uh, card advantage. I think what people don't understand is, like, yes, it's not as important, but, like, it just gives you more options. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've had conversations today with people where I said, I don't even care what cards I'm drawing, because, you know, any yep. other card draw is, is literally just going to be random. Yep. So, like, you know, if you flip a, a Shockwave, I mean, you know what's on top from the ability, but, like, it's still random overall. Right. So the two cards you get on top are random. You're just basically getting a permanent buff every single time you flip to alt mode. Yeah, and so, you're, still, you're still just getting other things. Like, you get... It, it's, it's literally almost like the best of both worlds type scenario. It's like, okay... They choose the pile. Let's say worst case scenario, they go, "All right, I'm going to put two. I'm going to put your actions pile and your upgrades in that pile." That's fine. Still have a dick doing. They don't know what looks like. They have right. no idea. You're just like, "Oh, cool. I have three upgrades. I'll do actions." You know, like it doesn't matter. Right. There's no downside. I totally agree. Yeah. Um. Um. I. I the there's no downside. The only I just don't know how. Depending on like whether we see flip effects that specifically affect Titan Master characters that, that'll speed up this process. Right. Uh, that's the only quote the only quote downside I see, but that's not even really that big of a deal because I feel like you can just put this in a deck where you just take a bunch of turns before he attacks and then you're it's very easy to get this ability off twice before you even attack anyway. So Yeah, I mean even I really if you just put even if you just put them in a patrol deck that we're currently seeing everyone play like it's this like it's the same scenario. Like this is your Springer, this is your general optimist type scenario where it's like, okay, this guy's just gonna hide behind my wall of attack to give me the most turn. And like, I don't even want to get started with the idea of like if you do get a showing off in your first like two turns, like I'm glad you brought that up because I was about yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> like, the card is bonkers if you get a showing off. So yeah. you know, next thing you know, by the time you're attacking, seven attack, you right? Know, whatever the number might be, but it's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, based on the other character, the other specific, well, up to this point, I believe we've only seen Titan Master. We haven't seen any regular characters, question mark. I think that's accurate. I'd have to go look. But well, other than, other than Tidal Wave and yeah, right. other than Tidal Wave, I guess. Yeah, so I, it feels as though we, we should be expecting a showing off type effect for this anyway, and that's just a shot in the dark, but even with just showing off, the... If you get this off twice before he gets to swing, it feels like you are in a spectacular position. Uh, And from a variety of fronts, whether it's like you guys were describing, you can just go get whatever. It's sort of treasure hunting for exactly what you need because you're going to get to choose it. Yeah, you don't get the the draw four off of it well i guess hypothetically somebody could do zero and four for some bizarre reason um but a four attack probably every yeah uh, well <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean <laughs> specific scenarios I aside take, yeah i will take the permanent grenade launch trust me <laughs> it seems okay but that that's the thing is that all of these 
either hypothetical or actual transform effects, these flip effects, now mean that you're stacking at least primary lasers <laughs> or right. better. Like it, it, we've seen it before. And Scott, you were mentioning this that some of the the characters who are able to have these, for lack of a better way to describe it, hidden weapons. Like we go back to Wave One Wheeljack. He effectively can carry two weapons all the time. Perceptor seems like he can do something very similar. Oh, and by the way, he also fuels your hand. Like it's it's really. I can see where you were pushing the power level. <laughs> uh, yeah, trust me. And like, <laughs> there were definitely. I wanted the card. Like I wanted the face down cards to work in modes. You know, just so it's like if I didn't <laughs> like if I had it, if I got rushed. You know, into having to like flip the character or attack in alt mode i'm like I, I really wish i could have both of them but like in the end it made a lot of sense like why I so i'm like okay right I'm like fine <laughs> we'll have to accept it <laughs> yeah I'm like, okay you got me so to both of you guys whoever wants to jump in where else do you or any other thoughts on this from the more how it's going to shape the meta going forward or where initial thoughts on it from that end I mean, I'll, I'll let Scott have it. Okay. I mean, I'm always going to lean on the side of the control deck. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. put the tough three head, the tough three head with it, and or like the at this point, like the, the plus five health head. Although I think the tough one's better, but well, um, it, I'll put you know, it's the star cost thing. It's definitely a star yeah. cost. Mm-hmm. So the the I mean, tough three head well, is what so three, three stars. Yeah, you still yeah. three. You still have three no, it's guys, four, like four stars. He's four yeah, stars. No, no, he's the, still, yeah, yeah. No, the, the, tough, the, the, head, tough, the, the tough three head is four stars. The, right. the yeah. plus five health is three stars. Yes. Okay. So like you can go to like seven health and eleven star. And I'm making a spreadsheet. I'm making a spreadsheet to show all these options. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> it's funny, I was working on one earlier today as well. So <laughs> um, um but where I, my point is that or to your point, Scott, that Popping one of those other options on here, which again exemplifies what, Dan, you were describing during the design process, that Wizards explicitly wanted the ability to have the mix and match option available. That, I mean, my first, when I first looked at this and I said, oh, it's 12 health, that even with two defense, it still feels a little flimsy, but okay, if he starts with tough three or he's actually 17 health. Oh, and yeah. he turns into another guy later on. It, on top of all the other things, it's... I mean, we said it in reviewing the other cards that we've that have been revealed so far, but there's, there's a lot to digest with this, and Perceptor has certainly made it significantly more complicated because of the power level on the other abilities. Yeah, a lot of the... A lot of the... I'll just I'll just call it what it is. Like a lot of the criticism I see of other Titan Masters, I think, is the inability for people to understand what getting another character later in the game actually does for you. Mm-hmm. They're comparing the we'll just we'll just say the fully built character and how it can be fully built and its abilities to like other options at similar star cost for similar decks that exist now. And I think that's a mistake that well, I think by definition it would have through. to be so if you're doing a direct comparison with Perceptor and convex or perceptor and flame out or perceptor and whoever if you direct compare it to a character with the identical star cost of the combination the titan master 
should end up coming up a little bit short, I would expect, simply because you get two characters. Like, otherwise, why would you ever play the former? Or or not the former, but the other guy. Like, why would you play the regular character if you could get two characters? That that doesn't make any sense. I'm just telling you what I I see people saying. I wasn't, wasn't, yeah, that wasn't a rebuttal directed specifically at you. It was just general postulating. I think it's a. Uh, it's very similar to when we started combiner. You know, like we mm-hmm. we had just leveled all these combiner pieces, five star characters, how they flame. It's like, well, they don't pair. It's like, mm-hmm. but like over the course of time, we have certain combiner pieces find their home spots, but they were never meant for those spots anyway. They were meant for combiner pieces. It's like this is kind of the same situation of like, well, all these titans are unique because you get this extra thing with your titan along with the actual bot itself and i i even for us haven't played with the cards don't truly know how they're gonna pan out but like the difference i think this time compared to like combiner is that for me personally i think it's way easier to see the upside of the character was combiner i would agree with that because the uh the combiners were I mean, obviously, it was also newer in the game's lifespan, so it was still very much acclimating to the way the game plays. But it's also a a more askew mechanic in okay, how do you predict how many are going to how many pieces are going to croak, so then you could determine how much health your total guy is going to have, or can he just totally flip the game over because of his strength, etc. This is okay. You get two guys. That right. that's much simpler to grok right so I mean, go, oh, go ahead, Scott. <laughs> I, I agree but I mean, i'm just telling you the comments i see oh no it, and i mean i get the hesitation on many people's parts it's just it may be one that you you learn the first time you sit down a, across from it so vince yes how do you think this card work for combo oh boy <laughs> oh boy i think it is going to come down to the heads obviously clearly as, as much as we were trying to suppress i guess the direct comparisons you do have to compare the the text to springer and right now springer comes out a bit ahead simply because you are assuming everything smooths out which isn't always the case of course but you can more consistently draw cards to find what you need. That being said, I'm not it, like it, potentially the safeguard head is worthwhile there, and you could go quote unquote too tall with him hypothetically. As I'm saying that out loud, I'm already thinking of ways that that's not going to work out, but it does allow you to do or combat certain things in a unique way. I'm very excited to see what the other heads that we're going to have available before I can truly assess it. But it feels as though he's going to have to do something better directly than Springer, either more quickly or more consistently, because Springer does effectively have a flip every single turn, whereas you're going to have to work with Perceptor. Yeah, I think the only thing it, it presents, which could just be legitimately a different way to build the deck entirely, which, mm. depending you know, what happens with combo or what doesn't happen. Um, the ability that he 
thins the deck out himself is very so yeah. I, I think that's like that's like the big kicker that you know even today people were asking about we're like oh it does this it does that because it's totally a combo thing and I'm like I'm gonna be honest like I wasn't really on that plan but mm. I can see it you know like I, I there's definitely I, had, mm. I identify that it could have been a thing but it's like I don't think it's very hard to see this guy shine in a light where it does so it's very much going to be contingent on other cards we don't know about yet. So if that hypothetical uh, Titan Master showing off exists, depending on what the exact card text is, if it isn't just literally rapid conversion or something like that, if it is a showing off effect or something along those lines, it's possible because you could just get there kind of thing, like you said, by stuffing cards under him. And I don't, I think the counter argument a lot of people would have is that, oh, well, when he gets KO'd, all those things are going to go back into into the rotation. But the fact of the matter is, in the existing combo decks, if Springer gets KO'd, your your combo is pretty much dead anyway. Yeah. So is yeah, it news newsflash? You're gonna yeah, lose. <laughs> surprise. And is that significantly <laughs> different? Um, Springer adds a, a whole bunch of tools in, in not just the filtering and the and the draw. It also provides extra actions. So he doesn't quite break things on that end, but he does right. provide a unique method to get there. So I can, to your point, I think I can appreciate people's stance on it. I'm not quite ready to change out Springer for Perceptor, but there's still a whole lot of set left. Hundred percent. I think. I think the other combos that are there though is like with Nemesis or with Cosmos, like especially with the new strategy with Cosmos. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you're, yep. you're losing four four cards. Oh yeah, like, we were we were focused on the combo yeah, yeah, air the quotes, combo. but yeah, 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 um, yeah. But yes, absolutely. There are other things that synergize exceptionally well with him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely because you'll still get mm-hmm. nine, twelve, like and random forge pops, so you'll still be able to play a right. deck if you want to. And a lot of the the math surrounding and scott I, i'm sure you have already run all the numbers for this but surrounding uh nemesis and cosmos a lot of it hinges on fours are the biggest we have pretty much so you know ensuring that you are seeing these fours consistently in order to get there by the time your your cosmos or nemesis is ready to start swinging is very important Oh, this will speed those decks up by at least by by a turn, just the first time they attack. Let alone mm. if they can if they can survive to to attack multiple times and have him flip multiple times. Because again, like if you don't care about what the like the makeup of the deck, as long as you have like showing off and things like that, then you know these these cards will go way up in in power level because mm-hmm. you'll just each each showing off becomes a draw four, even each like, escape route to an extent would become, like, a draw four, and that these mm. decks aren't going to care because you're getting a character buffed every single time. Like, it's, it's, it's like a Nemesis ability every time you draw one of these flip effects. So, right. you just get these, you just get these multiple characters gaining in power level as the game goes on, as opposed to where most of the time you do that through, like, playing upgrades and things like that. There aren't a lot of characters that literally just, like, as the game goes on, get more Innately powerful. Like, grow, maybe, yeah. Right. Maybe that hot rod that sees no play will see play. Like, I don't know. Like, there aren't a lot of other characters that mm. care about flipping your deck over. A lot of them care about your opponent flipping their deck over. Yeah. Um, so, um, but the characters that do, certainly a Nemesis Cosmos and, and that, that hot rod to an extent, but I don't really know the home for him anyway. But um, this would, I think this is an enabler for all those as well as your, like, 
realistically the centerpiece, even though he may cost less than what these other characters actually cost. Right. Makes right. sense. And to, to rehash, or not rehash, but bring back up the the aggressive end of the spectrum, again, whether it's, it's flame out as the head or something else, you are... You get that extra character, Safeguard, it functions as a force field, so you're blunting another attack, so having a taller orange build becomes more viable by virtue of how the Titan Masters interact, just the way the rules are. Plus, you're not just, as Scott was describing, a naturally growing threat, he also is fueling your other threats by providing gas, like you're you're just digging for more things that you could drop onto other characters or whatever the head happens to be when he pops off. I I think there is going to be something there on that end of the spectrum as well, especially once we see the full suite or range of the potential Titan Master heads. Right. So like, you know, you said uh, earlier, like these two cards you get is just like it's a free primary, right? Yep. So the head's heads are kind of the same thing it's like if you have bold two so like now all of a sudden you're like my character gets a free primary laser has bold two built in so like he's gonna be a five attack bold two type character that's gonna attack that like i still haven't played an action or an upgrade right yep so like that's not bad <laughs> not to mention we're like once again like if we do get more flip effects and you can abuse this ability even more. Mm-hmm. And this might not be in Wave 5. Maybe we don't get it right away in Wave 5. Maybe there's a card in Wave 6. You know, like This card's potential doesn't go down the further away we get from it. It only goes up and right. more support down the line. Especially with strategy. Like, we can't even imagine where that could go long-term also. So, yeah. But the whole point is that like you, know, you're, you could have a 10-star character with four attack and a free plus two to go to six attack plus weapon plus your action like it's a pretty good start for those three tall aggro decks that we really haven't meta right and the trick part is that you get another secondary character later on in the game or even in the middle of the game. yep you know say you go through that sequence quicker and you're just like oh i i found my showing off so i'm gonna I'm gonna run my my perceptor out there. So like, if they kill him, that's fine. My head's gonna pop off. I'm gonna run my head out there. Now my head is another force field for my the guy. I'm really gonna do the most damage. So it, it, it'll be very interesting to see really where this guy goes. Yeah, he definitely presents a lot of options on <laughs> basically every end of the spectrum, every every front for any type of deck that you can imagine. Because Funnily enough, when you're playing card games, getting extra cards and making your stuff more powerful seems good across the board. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Scott? Do you do you see the aggro argument, or do you are you steadfast in it's going to be better in a different, more bluish strategy? I mean, I'm steadfast. I think it's going to be better in a bluish strategy. It doesn't mean I don't see it. I mean, I see mm. it playing out similar to the to the Springer argument. Like you can have your characters get um, extra combat effects through like General Optimus and characters like that, or you can dig for the cards you want and need in certain matchups, and I feel like that's how this is going to play out. My only concern about aggro is that as of right now, the most aggressive head we've is the bold 2, because the plus 1 attack 1 is obviously worse 
in bold two. So like if you're an eleven cost, you know, three attack bold two in a four wide deck, he's gonna be able to flip back as many times as he needs to, even without any card effects, mm-hmm. by the time he by the time he's ready to attack. So realistically he's gonna be attacking as like a five bold two um with whatever cards you need, which is honestly like from an attack stat perspective, better than Springer. And right. you'll you and you'll get the you'll get two cards you need without having to give up any cards. So it becomes like unlike Springer, like your hand your opening hand become is more dependent now because you're like you're not able to just pitch a bunch of cards, but you still have more cards to be able to get like better greens and things like that out of the deal, depending on who you're pairing them with. So like I'm not really worried about it from that aspect. Like he gets in a four wide deck, he gets to be bigger than that anyway. So I can see the argument there as an aggro deck. I just think that I mean I just think that the card drawing ability pairs better in a in a in a control deck. But then again, like you know, I mean, I can really see it going either way because you know it's a character like Springer where I see that going either way, and has honestly seen more play in aggro than he has in control as well. So mm-hmm. makes sense. So yeah, I mean, to okay. Scott's point, like you can protect this guy. You know, like you said, you just put the tough three head on him, put the plus five health on him. You know, depending on where you need his star cost to be, if it if it's going to matter that much, what other characters spoiled, etc. Um, and you're likely this guy's going to be able to get maybe two, two or three flips off before he goes away. And if you're able to get you know, two, three flips off, and you're looking at like a seven, ten attack character. So that's a big deal if you can keep this guy alive. Absolutely. Yeah, this guy in that scenario is both sturdy and threatening, which is exactly what you're looking for in that position, we'll call right. it. Right, and it, and he's just doing it just by doing what he's supposed to do. <laughs> like it's, yeah. <laughs> it, there's no extracurricular activity. It's like, well, I start with tough three, and I start with his ability and play. So it's like, you're already two cards up on your opponent, and then throughout the game, you're now going infinite more because you're like, getting free static attack and getting free cards in my and Like, it's just... So... Just looking at that, it's like this guy is built himself. Yeah, and in in the in like a three tall version, I like I can see him pairing with like 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 if he if you have a low star head, like I can see him pairing with like Wheeljack and another mid range character and having like the multiple threat. yeah heavy threats. Like instead yep. of having like just one. Yeah. Right. Like the other like normally the way decks play out now is no matter how you build them, it's like there's one main threat like one like there there could be like one main threat and like one a bunch of little threats or like you know one main threat and a bunch of support characters like this character allows you the option to have more threats because it will because if you ignore it it, it will beat you in the end there there are right. very few cards that, that literally will like if you don't if you don't handle it it will beat you like yeah, I, it, I guess he has a level of inevitability yeah, like, I guess, like, even Nemesis, like, there's only so many times you can go through 40 cards. Like, let's be honest. Right, like, right, right, right. Like, you know, once he gets to 13 and, you know, God forbid, 16, obviously, like, <laughs> there's the air of inevitability, but that rarely happens. Like, the closest that we've seen to this is, like, is, like, a combiner. Like, literally, like, you're going to combine and you're going to have to face this other, like, kaiju character, and that's not going to happen. Like, I mean, you can obviously prevent that, but I feel, I feel like this is on that level where it's like, look, if you don't do anything, he's going to be... Easily a five, then a seven, then a you know nine, etc. And 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 a few card plays, card plays here and there, and you're even more powerful than that. What do you guys think of the um, 
so I'm old enough to play with invasion level factor fictions. Um, <laughs> yeah, that but, uh, I didn't even the one in the article. I'll be honest, I didn't recognize the artwork. I always picture Squee, but yeah. So, so I go way back. So so I play with those ones. Um, so I've been splitting factor fiction piles for 15 years. But how do you guys feel the right way? at first glance to do this to split these piles is for character for, for the for the vast majority of players out there that are probably not familiar with the with the um what you have to do and how you have to handle a situation like this see okay so the obvious or the the cop-out answer is it depends because there <laughs> were definitely scenarios where factor fiction it was one in four was the appropriate piles mm-hmm. uh I and as we've been discussing this, honestly, this scenario has been rolling around in my brain as we've been talking about different things. Of do I ever want to do one and three? And what would be the one car? I mean, obviously, if it's well, we're on the last turn, sort of thing, and it's you know, it has to be this one card to beat me, sort of thing. But in that scenario, I guess my opponent would recognize it and take the one. I can't think of anything off the top of my head where I would separate it to one and three. Do you guys have any specific examples for that? I The only real argument is if you want to attempt to take your opponent's turn away. Like, like, so you just go action. Like, okay, I'll put action side up. That's, that's me is like the only argument. Of like, well, he's going to choose one of these, and then that's it. Mm. Uh, but even then, you still go back to the, well, this really does the scenario is if he has no cards in it, like that's probably play you mm-hmm. know but if he has cards in it, like i don't know because once again you the moment you put it into a three and a one you just gave your opponent energon apps. like <laughs> yes and that that's the thing that i don't think and you did bring up when we were talking about oh if they did four and zero when we we're joking about that but giving your opponent an Energon Axe or a grenade launcher or pick whatever, it, it may not be immediately obvious to somebody, especially if you haven't played with or against Factor Fiction before, that especially given the way that this card operates, that that is what you are doing. You know, like it, it may not be immediately obvious that, oh, well, they're just going to, they don't have three cards in their hand. Well, yes, but now they have a free Energon Axe. Like that... Right. I, I, like you're you're still you're still effectively giving them, that's kind of the point. Yeah, you're giving them quote unquote two cards then, the one that went into their hand and the one that immediately got played onto Perceptor. So Scott, you posed the question. Do you feel that what we've been rambling about is appropriate or accurate? I mean, yeah, definitely what you're rambling about is is accurate. I think I think I think what players don't understand, maybe that even have played with uh, factor fiction or against in the past is that there's really no right answer okay so mm-hmm. uh, well because it's really more of a damn if you do damn if you don't scenario because i don't care what the cards are in any one of these piles i'm gonna i'm gonna draw the pile because okay there's two reasons one you're limited as to how many actions you can actually take in a turn yes so the only time I, honestly the only time i can ever see there being like a one three pile is to put like brainstorm by itself yeah. because then because you don't want to give your opponent the ability to like because usually when you when you brainstorm or play an effect that gives you extra action it's to do a card draw effect to get to another action 
Mm-hmm. So if you're so so doing that to me would seem suicidal to put that in a pile like like that's the only scenario I can think of where you would want to have it by itself. Yeah, like, especially for opponents with low on cards. You're not going to go brainstorm showing off in one pile. Like, that's not happening. Right. Yes. That would, <laughs> I don't think you would, that would be a mistake. <laughs> anything like if you're right, any right, cards right. in, I think it's a I think it's a mistake. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. But that's but that's. And it's not because of the power level of that specific card, it's because of what this represents, because it only costs you a flip. It'd be like flipping Shockwave and getting Brainstorm. Obviously, that's still an insane play when you have other cards in your hand, or, or flipping Small Optimus and doing it. Like That's obviously like the best card you can get off the top when you have a fistful of cards. Right. But otherwise, I don't. I, it, it's really a damn if you do, damn if you don't. I don't care what the cards are. I'm just going to take the pile that seems like I need the card right away, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a primary laser every other turn. Well, this goes back to... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No. I was going to say, it goes back to Dan calling back to the beginning when you were saying that you were pushing for these things, both piles, to be face up. Because it changes Mm -hmm. the entire scope of this, uh, many discussions, but this one as well, when you don't have perfect information. Now that you do, to your point, Scott, it... I mean... I don't know if I'd go as far as to say it literally doesn't matter which cards are in which piles, but since you have perfect information about it, however you separate it, I know which card I need. You right. can only guess at what card I need. So <laughs> let's see how good you are at playing the shell game <laughs> or, you know, some, well, the, one of those even, things. Even the face up, face down didn't matter to me. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, is that face up pile have a card I need? No, all right, I'll just take the other pile like because it doesn't matter. Right. The, the, like, I don't... the face down only mattered the sense of, when I'm going to be digging for additional cards, I, I want it to be able to know what those cards are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's obviously more powerful to see both, but, I, but honestly, like, I don't think it's going to matter all that much. I think, I think the way it plays out is, like, this is a card where you need to know your deck. So, like, right. you know, I, pu- I put a lot of one-of or process bashing shields in my deck. So if I see that, I just have to know if I put that underneath the character, I'm not going to have access to that card. Yeah, and I think right. this is where the skill intensity comes in. Like, you know... Uh, if you put a war attrition or or a, or a focus fire, like you have to know, I have to give up on that plan if the card's yep. underneath yep, the yep, card. Yep. And like, I feel like in this game, that's where a lot of the decision points are going to come into play. Like, you know, it might be more important just to take the 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 one focus fire or the one war of attrition type of card because, like, I can't get to the all of them if if it's underneath ever until he's until he gets KO'd. Right. So, like, and you don't want to be in that situation because then it'll go, like go to the bottom of the deck, etc. So you're never going to see mm. that card again. Which, to your so, point about the the brainstorms, is something to keep in mind when you're facing off against opposing perceptors. Is maybe you tack that onto something undesirable, or you separate it in certain ways to try and push game plans off the table. Yeah, I don't, there's there should be no undesirable cards in your deck. So, like, I don't yeah. know. How yeah. much of that even like? Cause, cause well, it's undesirable in this situation, is yeah. what I mean. Obviously, you're not putting in yeah. bad cards, but like, if you checkpoint them and you stick it, you know, like force them to choose between having access to upgrades versus something else. I don't know. I'm, the, I'm struggling for examples. Yeah, at the yeah. Moment. I mean, it's like you said. It, it's at absolute worst, it's a better treasure hunt. Like you're going to get the upgrade you want, right? And you're going to get. Mm-hmm. You're going to get some other card, or if they put it by itself, I guess, like, you wouldn't. You'd just get a leap in a battle. Like, darn. Like, <laughs> oh, like, no! Like, <laughs> Once again, well, there's well, that I image mean, on X. Yep. Right. So, I mean, 
I think the difference between this and the magic factor fiction was, first of all, the resource system is different. So, like, a lot of times, there was a lot of decisions about how many lands to put in each pile. There was a, there's, you can go back and read all the articles about that, like, mm-hmm. denying your opponent resources or, or allowing them to have cards. But the other thing was, in, in magic, those cards were going to get played. First of all, the card was instant, so it never really hurt you to play it. So, like, that's the equivalent of this being a flip. Like, it never really matters, in my opinion especially when it's your only character that's flipping, like it doesn't really cost you anything. It's what you're going to be doing anyway, except on the turn that he actually wants to um, attack. So it's similar in that matter as well, which is why I find it so like, like eloquent to be honest with you, because it even mirrors factor fiction in that way. But you, you mentioned like, you know, splitting into four, one piles because you didn't want to give your opponent the card. And a lot of times they would just take the four pile because a lot of times you were just going to eventually get to play all these cards anyway. And you were going to have all these lands available to your resources available. In this game, because you're limited in the number of resources you can do, I don't think that that stuff ever really matters. You take what's better for you in the moment, and, and mm-hmm. unless you are specifically in this... And I'm not talking like combo deck, War of Attrition, Focus Fire, I don't know, Sonic Scramble, whatever the heck you want. <laughs> let's let's like not get game. wild. <laughs> right. Attack drone. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, yeah, yeah. extra extra padding like you know any type of situation like yeah. because because i be, you know i believe this will allow you to put one of them in your deck because you can just go get them mm. um like more you know easier like your opponent it, the onus is on your opponent and I, I find that to be interesting and i'm sure there's going to be a lot of discussion about that but like i, I think the onus is on your opponent, not on the player playing the card because you should know what's best for you for your deck so it's really just like your opponent has to give you an extra card and it's like how bad of an extra card do they want to give you yep yep 100 percent skill so, check yeah and i don't even know that there is a right answer for the for the splitting player most of the time there, there's than... there's a chance that like literally every say that again then i said there's a chance that literally every time it can be a different yeah, yeah, it's possible. I mean, like, there might be a time where, like, all right, have the the four zero and have his four attack this because I haven't hidden four down. And next turn, I'm gonna be able to kill him, right? Like yeah. that play could happen. So it's like there's gonna be a time where probably gonna be someone for for attack. You're like, well, I have the defense. Okay, you better right. kill the guy. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, you better not miss. <laughs> yeah, you, you miss you're in you're in trouble, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean it's hypothetically it's hypothetically possible, I guess. I hadn't really mm. even thought of that. So Um I've had I've had time <laughs> <laughs> So anything else you guys do we want to switch gears to convex? Is there a whole lot to say about him? <laughs> <laughs> I fe- I gotta ask. Like, I clearly the exciting part is Perceptor, but do do, do you guys care about Convex? <laughs> I mean, I definitely care about him. It has my name. Fair. That I, I can see that. Yes. Um, uh, I, I I can say that I I don't think this is this is his home. Mm-hmm. I I very much sneakily kind of put it in the article that he's gonna have a better home somewhere else. So just be on the lookout for it. I'm under the assumption that the moment you guys see it, you're going to know what I was talking about, so <laughs> have at it. Um, but yeah, I, I still think it's an interesting piece for the deck. I think he's an interesting head to begin with, because, you know, I know Scott has said it a couple times before, where, like, you're going to for later on in the game and type thing. This is, like, 
to the extreme that like yeah if you don't have a direct damage later on in the game this guy is gonna be really annoying absolutely and then like i even said in the article like you know with swap heads like it does present this weird too tall option of like truly protecting your character um yeah so it, it's the guy has some play i think i, I really think he's gonna see some play yeah, Safeguard, and you did point this out as well, Safeguard to this point has not made that much of a splash. I mean, we've right. seen and cards I, with I, Safeguard I, show up, but not... I think there hasn't been a lot of support for it either, but I'm under the assumption that we're going to get some. So, like, mm -hmm. it could be even better than I even know right now. Right. What about you, Scott? Until there's, Good. until there's more repairing, until there's more... Until there's less armed hovercrafts. Um, until there's... Uh, until there's ways to... I guess repairing is pretty much it. Like, Unless there's ways to basically activate more than once, I just... I, I don't want to... I, I can't invest four stars into something that's going to happen when I can easily just get tough five. Like, I just don't see, like... Yeah. I don't see how that's, like... I, I can't take a chance with that many stars. That's yeah, my... Like, and, and I know they keep saying, like, you know, star cost is just a cost. It's not, like, a thing. But, like, when there literally are other options, like, that's where I think that you have to make... There's an opportunity cost like, for yeah, yeah. choosing one over the other. And I'm not even honestly sure that, like, the opportunity cost is true. Like, I mean, if you're a... If, if you assume that you're defending in, in uh, microscope mode with the two defense and you have tough three, I mean, like... If they if they don't do eight, you're just safeguarding three anyway, right? I mean, like you know, it's pretty much the same thing anyway. Obviously, it's different against different, you know, being right. attacked by a giant guy. But like in reality, it's hard to do that much damage no matter what. Like most of the big giant guys are still mm -hmm. blue decks, so like the most they're doing is like attack you for like ten, and you can easily get that down to three anyway. So right. So let yeah. me pose this to both of you then. At this point in time, we don't have any idea how the sideboarding rules are going to interact with the bodies, the heads, the combination thereof, or anything like that. Do you, would that be a hypothetical scenario? Say you could board convex or I guess main him and swap the head out. Is that a place where you think it would come in? Because oh, yeah. I, obviously if you're going second, having him not just get punched by whoever their tiniest guy is that they don't care about turning off the safeguard seems more advantageous obviously burn with standing but yeah i mean i i'm really hoping we do get a change to the sideboarding rules personally mm -hmm. like i think that like you almost have to it's like you can't board a tight mass without a head right so, like to me it's like we should be able to board a head now like that's opinion mm -hmm. we'll see if that happens but you know i i think that there has to be some type of to the sideboarding rule so we can work with these other heads and have it feels like one of those almost foregone conclusions based on i mean just the mechanic itself that right you you, you gotta throw us a bone here right like um, it, like it, you know if there's new cards there could be new rule yep kind of that's exactly are you of the same opinion scott or you don't you're not even interested in those scenarios can you ask it again? I'm sorry, I dropped Oh, that yeah. Button. So, if let's assume that there is some sort of sideboarding change. Do mm -hmm. you anticipate that Convex has a home either in the board or main deck and then board it out 
based on going first, going second, certain matchups, anything like that? Uh, I would imagine boarding in if you're in a situation where your opponent's not playing a lot of this direct damage that you see in like game one, not boarding out. Because I just I think that's the better use for him is to mm -hmm. put him in when you don't see the threats. Right. And then causing a, a more difficult situation. Like honestly, like against a certain a large swag of the meta nowadays, he would be fine. It's just that it's very easy for them to change their lineup to affect this than vice versa. Right. Makes sense. Yeah, the the surprise factor of oh, by the way, you gotta sink an extra attack into this guy or pending hypothetical additional repair effects, whatever, certainly would would boost his value. Um I do yeah, have to honestly I'm, okay. I'm hoping to try out safeguard a little bit more in the upcoming weeks because of the special format that we're playing where I think it's gonna be mm -hmm. better. Absolutely. Just, yeah. If that if that ability is more powerful when you <clears throat> when the direct damage options are just extremely limited. Right. Or we have like rock toss javelin. That's for another topic, but still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The the list is uh and there the list for a lot of things are very very short when we're talking that uh but like you said another topic for another day i do want yeah, to say right. that i since you had mentioned that you did get to contribute to the artwork i do actually really like the artwork on convex like the, so, the active well, hold stance on, hold on hold on hold on before uh -oh. we i, I let, let's end with that's fine okay cool, yeah but um what i really like about convex right is that like in the art i i love to be like positive 100 percent positive not but i love that can clearly see that he's a tiny bot because he's yes. standing in front of a mirage. I believe it's mirage or blur. I forget the exact one of those two words. It's this giant foot behind him. Like, yeah, well, it's so clear that he's a tiny little bot, and I love that. Right? That yeah, you know, it I, is cool. I I'm pretty sure I got yesterday or today or the other day about the perceptor telescope art. But do you know where the telescope is? What do you mean? Where? Oh, like, like the art? Like what where it's he's, in? Where, where the telescope is actually at? Uh, I. So I would say the arc, but that doesn't look right because it's not orange, unless it's. Because there's like a bunch in the comics. It looks like a bunch of the wreckers' ships, but I'm assuming you have a specific thing in mind. So go ahead. <laughs> it is. It. I. This was my option. My choice. Oh, okay. Actually, in op Prime's trailer. So Optimus Prime still made it into my uh, card. You're right. That is okay. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. So like, it was pretty cool when when uh, Drew suggested one of those as the op. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. That's awesome. Yeah, and right. I still get because like Scott said it earlier, the decks that I had played and competed with in the other events, like I had played Optimus Prime in all those. Events. So like, yeah, getting Optimus Prime into the card really worked out. <laughs> yeah, that that feels very appropriate. That's pretty cool. And that's probably not a factoid that people might have get. I mean, now that you've said it, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. it's right he there. He told but I... me. He told me like, like what? Well, I won't lie. Like when I saw the art, like I knew what it was, but I would not have otherwise. He told me he goes, literally his exact description was, "This is very obviously Optimus Prime's trailer." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Drew." Yeah, I don't think I've pointed that out yet that I've seen. Well, there we are. We have it. <laughs> yep. Got the Easter eggs left and right on this guy. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll pitch it to you first, Scott. Any other questions, thoughts surrounding Perceptor and Convex? Uh, I mean, any character in this game that's powerful is going to see a lot of play and warp 
the meta around them because the characters start in play. So I look forward to to playing everything. (laughs) Yeah, trying it out. Um, You know, obviously, like I honestly believe that, like like we've said, you know, I think if you pair some of the four star heads we've seen, uh, then it's a centerpiece character to a deck, and it still gives you a lot of room to maneuver and gives you a lot of room to keep him um, around a lot longer. But like. Even though we haven't seen any one star heads yet, we know they ex- we know they exist, and I don't even care what they do, and it still gives you like even more powerful options for you know three wide strategies or even like beefy four wides because again like you're gonna get bigger as the game goes on. So like even if like it gave you I don't even know like what there the, when the plus one attack one was at two stars I don't even know what a one star <laughs> one can do at this point. Yeah, I assume. I assume like bold one. I assume maybe like. I'm very curious one. if they're literally going to do nothing. It's it's like, probably focused. I, I yeah, can like, see yeah. like, you know what? Hey, that's why Scotch reminded me. You know what? Maybe there is a focus character because that's the original convex card. It had focus on it. It had focus one on. It. Yeah. Interesting. Now I remember. Look at that. Scott <laughs> brought Scott brought it full circle. It did other things too, but yeah. Yeah, well, that was the thing. It had focus. <laughs> it had like focus yeah. one, and it had the card ability. Like, yeah. when this pops off in playing up, I was like, yeah, let's do that. That's cool, but that did. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the key is, I think the key is really like, no matter what the one star hits do, like you're just gonna get this character that over time is going to just be able to do more and more damage, and you're just gonna be able to protect him better because of the partners that you're able to put him with. But like. I truly see this being able to see play in anything, and we've only seen one Titan Master stamped card, and we have to assume there's going to be more. Although I've said that before, and that didn't happen, so like we'll see what happens. <laughs> to be fair, this time we, we have a lot more cards in front of us. Like sometimes when you're saying that, we're we only have like a quarter of the set left. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think he's a very good combo with headbutt, but nonetheless, you know, like um, we'll see what happens. Are you, are you saying the scientist character doesn't want to get in there and mix it up with a headbutt? Probably not. It doesn't. It yeah, doesn't I, seem. <laughs> I think that's a fair. I have one final question for Dan. Okay. Okay. Did you go back and look at any of the references that I put into the article that you didn't know at any point? Any I did not. I, I, I read them and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, cool. Scott did his thing. I don't know what they mean. That's fine. I was desperately trying to find gifs of from the '86 movie to like retweet. The, when you posted the article, retweet with them, but I couldn't find any. At least not quickly enough. There's plenty of pictures out there, just not oh, yeah. gifts. Yeah, I was looking specifically for gifts, because you did have uh, the Perceptor picture in here already, so. Yeah. Um, well, Dan, let me. I don't really have a whole lot to add, so I want you to close this up. Uh, any other thoughts or any other comments about Perceptor, Convex, the whole process, any of it? Yeah, I mean, I... It was it was a hell of a process. Uh, it was it was like this short but long seven week journey, seven and a half weeks, from start to finish, to be exact. And uh, I said it before, you know, I'll say it again. You know, the Watsi staff was very helpful. They were very, you know, they they didn't hold back any information. You know, if there was a question I had asked, the answer, you know, they gave me direct feelings of of things that I wanted, and I I they were all very very precise. So that whole part of the process. Um, the peek behind the curtain was very, it was, it was definitely funny and complicated at times to not talk about things that like I had already seen 
uh, like with strategies and stuff like that. So like all that was a lot of fun. Uh, but in the end, you know, this card it it really is what I was. It, it's what I wanted more. You know, uh, at the end of the day, because even through us talking about it for the last hour, which like realistically we haven't actually done yet, because you know not everyone had all the information about the card and didn't know the full scope and know the full story. So like even here talking about it for the last hour, like hearing your point of view and hearing Scott's point of view like out loud. Yeah. Like, it, it's it just shows to me that like there there could really be in the end 16 different ways to build this guy based off the heads come and it's going to be very very interesting to me to see how everyone does it if the record tag on does other things and like that we don't really know about because that's another thing we didn't even touch on the fact that it's a record so like there could be other things that like yep. that bring card that like especially I with don't the know pip about. tagged cards right tagged so, like, pips there's just, whatever there's definitely very very interesting things that come that like I'm still very much on the outside looking and looking forward to like what they could be to make this guy. So uh, I, mm. I, I'm definitely excited to see what people do with this card. Um, it, it's it was a blessing to to be able to. I officially have a favorite transformer perceptor. <laughs> nice, nice. We finally got you there. It only now, took for winning this, the world I championship. Will, <laughs> I will say this: I was I was very very close to buying a perceptor shirt. And wearing it to Orlando, right? Because like we're gonna go to Orlando. I was like, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like, <laughs> Just troll me, everybody. <laughs> no, because like to me, like anyone that knows me would know. Like, why is he wearing a Perceptor shirt? Like, so like, I couldn't do it. But like, yeah, I, I did. It did pass my mind. I did say like, man, this would be a lot of fun. That would like, go back and look at pictures. But I'm like, anyone with half a brain would go, why the hell is Dan? Wearing a shirt? Yeah, like, yeah, that's the truth. So it's like I couldn't do it, but I really, 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 really did want. Gotcha. <laughs> so a little, another little Easter egg. Nice. Did you know Perceptor once held the Matrix? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but you do now. You do now. Fun fact. Fun fact. Nope. <laughs> I did not. Sorry. It was in the. Uh, you should check out the Power of the Prime trilogy. Oh, it's very important in that, even though he wasn't even like a new character back then. Does he have Matrix blue eyes in that? I don't know if he does. I don't know if he puts it inside of him. He just he holds it. Because they're, they're attacking. That was a thing for a while with the uh, you had to have matrix blue eyes. It was something that you were going to be a matrix bearer, or you had the potential to be a matrix bearer. There you go. He, he was really important in that series. So like I would highly recommend if you're going to check out anything besides the '86 movie. Oh, obviously. You, <laughs> that you that you check out. It's on it's on YouTube. I, I think Machinima might not, like just look it up. Power of the Prime trilogy. He's he's throughout that. He's very important in that. Mm-hmm. Even though like. Again, he's like a character that's been around for a long time, and I'm definitely gonna go back. Does uh, your boy Chris? Is that, is that his, what's, what's Chris McFeely? Yeah, yeah, yeah Chris he McFeely. Has does, a, does he have a special on him? Yes. Yeah. Oh, he does. Okay. Special. Yeah, go. he has a he has a the basics on Perceptor, which I actually watched, and they actually because I was watching it specifically because I wanted to hear about the Titan Master and how like convicts allowed him to like. Okay. Shrink down to my why it mattered, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, I will definitely check that one. Or you could read the and comics other... where he's a badass sniper. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I wanted because, like, oh, that we didn't even talk about that. But like, when we were discussing uh, his sub name, right? Uh, his sub name, I can't even remember what the pitch was for the sub name, but like, it was one of those where I'm like, man, like, th- it was teased to me that like this guy, his body mode. Potentially could have been in sniper position, 
But mm-hmm. I think it was like Drew kind of getting giddy about it and forgetting that like, all the bodies have to look the same. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> like, we couldn't we couldn't actually do that. So I was like, oh, gotcha. man, I was really really pumped for that idea because I was like, right, it'd be really cool to get this guy with like a sniper and I'm a in like any like art like any like the shooting games that like I've ever played in my entire life. I've always played sniper characters, so I was like, yeah, well, I'm all about that idea. So when the sub name came up. I the sub name was like completely from my end. Like it, it I wouldn't say nice. it was completely from my idea, but it was my like man, I really want to get sniper in this guy's character tags, but like that can also be a little small part about me. So there's another Easter egg for you guys that the precise sniper thing was definitely from my end and it was definitely like I really want this idea there. So yeah, there you go. Nice. <laughs> yeah, See, but just to give you some ideas, like I I have to say he's probably <laughs> I mean, Vince would back me up. I think he's probably one of the most popular tier two characters out there, right? I guess. I mean, he was a season three character, so that always makes things weird because some people just no, hate two season and three. three. He's all, he's all over two. He's all over season two, also. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I think most people are going to jump to Dinobots, but yeah, he he's definitely picked up in popularity in recent years as well, and he was kind of lauded when he started showing back up in toy lines. Like, obviously, part of the reason why we got him here. Where he wasn't even an option here since he became a Titan Master. Whoops! I just he I fell owned him off as a kid. Desk. He was a working he was a working microscope. Yep. Um, so I the new one does cool. the, the new one actually because yeah. I'm pl- I've been playing with it on screen. You guys can see it when you do see, the video. Like, <laughs> all right. So like the important question was going to be like it, this only matters if Vince has the toy. So like well, if yes. Vince has the toy, then it's fine. Like, yeah, I win. <laughs> Obviously, I <laughs> in prep for the show I was trying to think of ideas, but uh, yeah, there was a um, we'll call it a wildlife problem. At my house, yeah. so I uh, so like, <laughs> I didn't have a chance to so get like, everything ready. Yes, yesterday when we found out we were going to have to release this article, right? Vince is like, "Well, we can like I can get my perceptor toy and I can I can separate <laughs> things into piles and like, take a picture." I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was funny. Yeah, I have to throw out the suggestion. One of these times, everybody's going to be excited about it. Besides me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, law of averages on a long enough timeline, (laughs) anything, a long enough timeline, we just have to do this enough times, so. There you go. Vector Sigma guys, keep winning championships, and I'll keep pulling out toys. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's your extra motivation. There you go. Oh, yeah, I I needed that one. Yes, exactly. That was was the real, real reason. (laughs) Nobody's going to make it this far to hear this part of the podcast. They turned it on (laughs) 10 minutes ago. Uh. (laughs) Fair All right. I, I think we can close it up there, gentlemen. Uh, so everybody out there listening, definitely check out the future. Well, there's already an existing article, but Dan had mentioned earlier, you are still planning on trying to put out other stuff. I'm not promising things. Yeah. All right. So no, definitely more some stuff. keep your eyes peeled for more stuff from Dan about the whole process. We're obviously going to be covering more of Titan when Titan Masters attack as they come released or are revealed so uh as always everyone thank you for listening thank you for watching and please tune in next time for more tech talk